Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Michael B. Ross, and I would like to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast. I hope that the sun is shining and the birds are chirping in your life, and I hope all your dreams are coming true. Before we get started today, as I always like to mention, if you hear one good thought, one good phrase, one good quote, or one good idea from this podcast, I would like to ask you to put that thought, phrase, idea, or quote into absolute immediate action. It is the application of your education that makes the biggest difference in your world, and I don't want any of you to be one of those people who look back on their life with regret, as so many people do. And the reason people look back on their life with regret is they did not live a life true to who they knew they should be. They instead lived their life based on the expectations of others. And I want you to live true to who you know you should be. So when you are compelled, when your intuition, when your gut is pushing you, get up and go. And It's one thing I like to say over and over again. My wife and I actually say this over and over again is we won't regret doing this, but we will regret not doing this. And that is true in most cases. You regret not doing things versus regret doing them, especially when they're things that can advance your life, make your life better, make somebody else's life better. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about how most employees experience burnout at work, and maybe you're experiencing burnout at work right now, and so this is a timely message for you, for you to sit back and evaluate things. However, before we get into that, I would like to tell you about a seminar series we have coming up. They're called HBK High Performance Breakfasts and Lunches, and we have two a day, each are on a specific day of the month. For the next year, we have the topics lined up. The breakfast will be held in East Liverpool, Ohio at the HBK High Performance Headquarters. And the other will be a lunchtime in Canfield, Ohio at Skechetti's. So if you would like more information on that, please go to hbkln.com for more information. But all the topics will be relevant business topics. And I'm telling you, the one thing about high performance that I've heard over and over again that I really appreciate from our clients. We ask for client feedback all the time. And one thing that I really appreciate is they say that we give practical application. It's not just broad concept. We tell them how to utilize what they're learning. And so you're going to get real-world information with real-world application if you come to these high-performance breakfasts and lunch. But go to hbkln.com for more information. Okay, so there's a couple of things to know about burnout. I know a few years ago, I had experienced some burnout. You know, I just got into the working 16-hour days, seven days a week sort of thing because anyone who owns a business or anyone who is very career-oriented, you know you don't turn it off on Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays. You think about work. You do little things for work on the weekends when you should be spending that time with your family. And burnout is really when you have put way too much or you've burned a wick way too much in one specific area of your life. For some of you who have heard me before, you know that there's eight major areas of life and career is just one of those eight major areas. There's this game that came out uh, years ago called The Sims and 
you would see a person going through burnout because if they spend too much time at work or they spend even too much time at play, they become depressed and they'd start to cry. And I think it's a great example of how burnout works. But understand that burnout harms employee health, relationships, productivity, and career development. And yet many employees regularly, I mean, I'm talking daily, I see it daily, that people are regularly experiencing burnout on the job. Now, this is a very important thing for leaders out there. As we move forward in this, you have to realize that most of the problems when it comes to burnout comes down to poor leadership and poor culture. But let's look at some statistics first. So there was a recent Gallup poll that came out of nearly 7,500 full-time employees and 67% of those survey responders said that they are sometimes or very often or always burn out at work. And those who are often or always experience burnout are 63% more likely to take a sick day, 50% more likely to discuss how to approach performance goals with their manager. Did you hear that? They are 50% less likely to discuss how to approach performance goals with their manager. Meaning if they're burnt out, they don't want to talk about how to perform better. They're 2.6 times more likely to leave their current employer. If they're burnt out, they're 2.6 times more likely to leave their employer. And by the way, 67% of employees say they are burnt out at work. 13% are less confident in their performance, which we know confidence is a major factor in high performance. That is something I talk to all my classes about. You're going to come out of this more confident because you're going to have concept and application. But the fact is, if you can build confidence in your employees, they're going to perform better. So in short, with all these statistics, employee burnout can trigger a downward spiral in individual and organizational performance. As you know, an organization's performance is the makeup of collective individuals. So if you have one person that's burnt out, let's say you've got 20 employees and you've got one that's burnt out, they become a boat anchor in the performance of the entire organization. So let's talk about now the main factors that cause employee burnout. And by the way, it has less to do with expectations for hard work and high performance. It has everything, however, to do with how a person is led or managed. So let's listen. There's five reasons that people have cited for being burnt out at work. Number one is unfair treatment at work. When employees strongly agree that they are often treated unfairly at work, they are 2.3 times more likely to experience a level of burnout. Unfair treatment are things like bias, favoritism, or mistreatment by a coworker to unfair compensation and corporate policies. Now, I just heard a story from somebody in one of my classes yesterday who is in sales and marketing, and they work with another person who's kind of a sales and marketing diva. And if you've been in sales and marketing, you know who I'm talking about. You know the type of person I'm talking about, where they have a big account, and they think that their stuff doesn't stink because they make a certain amount of sales because they have one big account. Now, this person treats everybody bad in the organization because they are holding on to this one big account like 
because they have it, everybody's captive to them. Now, here's something I do have to tell you, leaders out there. Now, this person, here's here's the example of what happened. The person said that they were in a meeting, and this person is trying to learn and trying to grow, and they just were put in sales and marketing full-time about uh, six months ago. And they're trying to learn and grow, and they're making mistakes and flubbing up, and this person stood up and pointed at her and started yelling at her in front of all the leaders and the other people on the sales team which is a very la- fairly large organization. So this person is pointing and yelling at them. The person who was being yelled at then apologized for not understanding the entirety of her role. So she leaves, and how do you think she felt? Do you think she felt energized? Do you think she felt excited? No, how did she feel? She came and expressed burnout. She doesn't know if she's going to be able to stay there because of unfair treatment at work. Now, something you got to understand in a culture, got to understand this. Please understand this. Most organizations don't set clear standards and expectations. Not clear standards of expectations for performance is one thing. Another thing is clear expectations and standards for how you treat one another. So you know what happens in organizations who do not set standards or hold expectations for how they treat one another? The worst behaved employees are the ones who create the standards for your organization when you don't set them. It's the worst behaved that set the standards then because what everybody does then is they dance around the person who is the worst behaved. And what is acceptable is what that person does. Unfair treatment at work, however, is a major reason and the number one reason for burnout in your organization. So understand that as that person could be a performer who brings in good revenue. So you let them dance around those things. You know what it does to everybody else on your team? It causes their performance to go to the pits. Understand, there is nothing more valuable in any organization than your people. There is no amount of money. There is no amount of prestige. There is no amount of power that can equal the value of human life. There is never an excuse for someone to be treated unfairly at work, ever. If you will maintain that the human life has the greatest value and you set standards of behavior for how you treat one another, you will see an increase in performance. I will guarantee you that. Put my stamp of approval on that. Unfair treatment at work, number one. Number two is unmanageable workload. So high-performance employees can quickly shift from optimistic to hopeless as they drown in an unmanageable workload. Have you ever had that happen before? I know all of us have had this happen before because when your workload is out of control, what we do is we look for our managers to be advocates for what we can and can't accomplish for for helping us complete these tasks. Now, what happens often, though, is that the manager, because the unmanageable workload is passed down, the manager actually has an unmanageable workload as well. And a lot of reason for that is not because of insincerity or because we're trying to dump things on people. Here's typically why. Most organizations do not have clear strategies and tactics that are communicated within their organization. So 
Who gets more work? Is it the person who does not perform well or the person who performs well? Ask yourself that. If you're a manager or leader right now, who do you give special tasks to? Is it the people who you trust or the people you don't trust? It's usually the people you trust, right? So the high-performing people get not less work, they get more work, which is consistent with the ancient proverb that says, if you are faithful in the little things, you'll get greater things. It's just the way it works. However, the way you can disseminate properly is to always be working on your strategy and tactics, which most organization and most leaders do not know A, how to do that, or B, how to communicate that properly, or how to stay on top of it. Or you get so wrapped up in tactics that your strategy suffers. Now, understand that strategy makes you agile, fast, and free. Whereas staying in tactics or living in tactics makes you heavy, cumbersome, and almost like you're trying to drive a wagon through the mud. It is difficult to stay there and it creates burnout. So you must have manageable workloads that are clearly communicated in the overall strategy of the organization and broken up into tactics that are clear, measurable, and concise. Okay, number three is a lack of role clarity. In the State of American Workplace Report, only 60% of workers can strongly agree that they know what is expected of them at work. So that means 40% of people aren't even clear what's expected of them at work. And when accountability and expectations are moving targets, employees become exhausted just trying to figure out what is expected of them. Think about that. How many people spend time every day worrying about what is expected of them? The mind is built for survival. So you know what happens when you're worried about that? You always tend to go to the negative as a human being. Your mind is built for survival. So you always think, well, I don't know what's expected of me, but I bet they expect a lot of me. And I bet if I don't get what's expected of me, they're going to come down hard on me. But I don't know what's expected of me, so I don't know how to meet expectations, and so therefore the person is highly unproductive and they get exactly what it is that they fear based upon not getting expectations clearly communicated to them by their leaders. I always tell leaders, I say the two most important documents you can have is your culture documents, so your mission, vision, values, and those clearly communicate. The second most important document in your organization is a person's roles and responsibilities. It has to be so abundantly clear, and it has to be broken down through the strategy and tactics of the organization. The person has to know what is expected of them. Every single day, they have to know. How can they contribute to the overall strategy and vision of this organization? And if not, that person will leave you. I promise you this. If you do not clearly communicate your culture and your strategy with roles and responsibilities to employees, especially if they're good employees, the good employees will leave you. I mean, listen, it's easy to keep a bad employee. As long as you're giving them a paycheck, they can do whatever to just get by. They will continue to do it forever. It's the good ones that'll leave you. Lack of role clarity. Next, number four is lack of communication and support from your manager. How many times have you felt a lack of support from your manager? How many times have you been thrown under the bus by your manager or leader? We've got to be very, very careful. Your role as a leader or a manager 
or the role of your leader or, or a manager is to put people in the best position to succeed. That's my role as a leader is to put my team in the best position to succeed is to teach them and train them and mentor them and coach them and empower them to give them their roles and responsibilities, to give them tasks that they can do to contribute to the overall strategy and vision of our organization. And if I don't do that well, then my people will experience burnout. And whose fault is it? It's mine. Because my job is to put them in the best position to succeed. They have to follow through with the actions. And that's up to me to even hold them accountable to that. But if I don't clearly communicate what is expected of them, they will burn out. And that's my fault. And number five is a one that I struggle with is unreasonable time pressure. Unreasonable time pressure. Understand this. You can prevent and reverse burnout by changing how you manage and lead your employees. One of the things that I struggle, this is, this is me raising my hand, is I can get a lot done in a short period of time. And partly is because I've ran multiple organizations all at the same time in short periods of time. And so I have learned to move very quickly and I make decisions quickly. I don't sit around and wait and wait and wait. If something needs done, I get it done. But when you communicate that to your team members, that what you expect of yourself is also expected of them, it can often be unreasonable. So for a person, let's let's take, again, let's take a sales role. So if you're in a sales role and you've been doing it for 25 years and you know you can work through a list of 100 leads in two hours and you know you can get that done in two hours, for you to expect somebody else who's just started or in their first year of sales to be able to do the same thing is unreasonable. Now, you may want it because you know it's going to produce faster revenue growth for your organization, but you cannot expect somebody to do exactly what you can do with the time that it's taken you to develop your expertise. You've got to be reasonable in your time, reasonable in the time pressures that you put on other people. Okay, so let's go through those again just so we're clear. Number one is unfair treatment at work. Number two is unmanageable workload. Number three, lack of role clarity. Number four, lack of communication and support from manager. And number five is unreasonable time pressure. So listen, if you don't address the true causes of employee burnout in your organization, you won't have a workplace environment that empowers employees to feel and perform their best. Now, just again, understand when employees are running low on high performance fuel, so are your organization's decision making, your customer service, your quality control and innovation engines. So you as a leader, you as a business owner, you as a middle level manager, you as a self manager, self leader, be careful not to burn yourself out. You have got to take care of these issues and make sure that you're always standing at the door of your organization to avoid employee burnout. The greatest asset in your organization is your people. The more you take care of them, the more performance that you'll get at higher levels. I hope this has been beneficial to you today, and I can't wait to talk to you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. 
For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.